are listening to the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on this four-volume, over 2,500-page work by the Venerable Maria of Agreda. After today's reading, if something struck you and you'd like to share it with others, you can do so at the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast Facebook group, where other listeners and readers post daily reflections as well. Let us now give thanks to God for the life of Venerable Maria of Agreda and for him inspiring her in this work. All good and holy God, we thank you for the life of your servant Maria of Agreda. May we follow her example and shun the allurements of the world and abandon ourselves to your perfect will. Like her, may we enter into the quiet of heartfelt prayer and find your presence deep in the silence of our souls. Through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Immaculate Conception, May we pursue with deepest longing a profound purity of heart, mind, and body. By the prayerful help of Venerable Maria of Agreda, may we become holy and radiate the light and life of Christ to all we meet. Amen. Today is day number 95, and we are reading from Book 3, Chapter 1, Paragraphs 9 through 15. We will finish the chapter today. 9. She perceived and understood how the Lord in the beginning, Genesis 1, 1, 5, created heaven and earth, in how far and in what way it was void, and how the darkness was over the face of the abyss, how the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the waters, and how at the divine command light was made, and what was its nature, how, after the darkness was divided, it was called night and the light day, and how thus the first day was made. She knew the size of the earth, its longitude, latitude, and depth, its caverns, hell, limbo, and purgatory with their inhabitants, the countries, climes, the meridians, and divisions of the world, and all its inhabitants and occupants. With the same clearness she knew the inferior orbs and the empyrean heaven. How the angels were made on the first day, she was informed of their nature and conditions, diversity, hierarchies, offices, grades, and virtues. The rebellion of the bad angels was revealed to her, their fall, and the occasion and the cause of that fall, though the Lord always concealed from her that which concerned herself. She understood the punishment and the effects of sin in the demons, beholding them as they are in themselves. And at the conclusion of the first day, the Lord showed to her how she too was formed of this lowly earthly material and endowed with the same nature as all those who return to the dust. He did not, however, say that she would again return to it, Yet he gave her such a profound knowledge of this earthly existence that the great queen humiliated herself to the abyss of nothingness. Being without fault, she debased herself more than all the children of Adam with all their miseries. 10. This whole vision and all its effects, the Most High arranged in such a way as to open up in the heart of Mary the deep trenches that were required for the foundations of the edifice, which she wished to erect in her, namely so high a one, that it would reach up to the substantial and hypostatic union of the human and divine nature. And as the dignity of the mother of God was without limits, and to a certain extent infinite, it was becoming that she would be grounded in a proportionate humility, such as would be without limits, though still within the bounds of reason itself. Attaining the summit of virtue, this blessed one among women humiliated herself to such an extent that the most holy trinity was, as it were, fully paid and satisfied, and according to our mode of understanding, constrained to raise her to the highest position and dignity possible among creatures, 
and nearest to the divinity itself. In this highest benevolence, his majesty spoke and said to her, 11. My spouse and dove, great is my desire of redeeming man from sin, and my immense kindness is, as it were, strained in waiting for the time in which I shall descend in order to repair the world. Ask me continually during these days and with great affection for the fulfillment of this desire. Prostrate in my royal presence, let not thy petitions and clamors cease, asking me that the only begotten of the Father descend in reality to unite himself with the human nature. Whereupon the heavenly princess responded and said, Lord and God eternal, whose is all the power and wisdom, whose wish none can resist? Esther 13.9 Who shall hinder thy omnipotence? Who shall detain the impetuous current of thy divinity, so that thy pleasure in conferring this benefit upon the whole human race remain unfulfilled? If, perhaps, O my beloved, I am a hindrance to such an immeasurable benefit, let me perish before I impede thy pleasure. This blessing cannot depend upon the merits of any creature. Therefore, my Lord and Master, do not wait, as we might later on merit it so much the less. The sins of men increase, and the offenses against thee are multiplied. How shall we merit the very blessing of which we become daily more unworthy? In thee thyself, my Lord, exists the last cause and motive of our salvation. Thy infinite bounty, thy numberless mercies incite thee. The groans of thy prophets and of the fathers of thy people solicit thee. The saints sigh after thee, the sinners look for thee, and all of them together call out to thee. And if I, insignificant wormlet, on account of my ingratitude, am not unworthy of thy merciful condescension, I venture to beseech thee from the bottom of my heart to speed thy coming, and to hasten thy redemption for thy greater glory. 12. When the princess of heaven had finished this prayer, she returned to her ordinary and more natural state. But anxious to fulfill the mandate of the Lord, she continued during that whole day her petitions for the incarnation of the word, and with the deepest humility she repeated the exercises of prostrating herself to the ground and praying in the form of a cross. For the Holy Ghost who governed her had taught her this posture, by which she so highly pleased the most blessed Trinity. God saw in the body of the future mother of the word, as it were the crucified person of Christ. And therefore he received this morning sacrifice of the most pure virgin as an advance offering of that of his most holy son. Instruction which the Queen of Heaven gave me. My daughter, the mortals are not capable of understanding the ineffable operations of the arm of the Omnipotent in preparing me for the incarnation of the Eternal Word, especially during the nine days which preceded this exalted sacrament, was my spirit elevated and united with the immutable being of the divinity. I was submerged in the ocean of his infinite perfections, participating in all those eminent and divine effect which are beyond all presentiment of human hearts. The knowledge of creatures communicated to me penetrating to this very essence, so that it was more profound and piercing than that of the angelic spirits, though their knowledge of creation on account of the beatific vision is altogether admirable. Moreover, the images of them all were impressed upon my mind to be used by me, according as I desired. 14. What I wish of thee today is to take notice how I used this knowledge and to imitate me according to thy power with the help of the infused light, which thou hast received for this purpose. Profit by the knowledge of creatures by making of them a ladder to ascend unto God thy creator, so that thou mayest seek in all of them their first beginning and their last end. Let them serve thee as a mirror from which the Godhead is reflected, 
reminding thee of his omnipotence, and inciting thee to the love which he seeks in thee. Be thou filled with wonder and praise at the greatness and magnificence of the Creator, and in his presence humiliate thyself at the dust. Shun no difficulty or suffering in order to become meek and humble of heart. Take notice, my dearest, that this virtue of humility was the firm foundation of all the wonders which the Most High wrought in me. And in order that thou mayest esteem this virtue so much the more, remember that of all others it is at the same time the most precious, the most delicate and perishable. For if thou lose it in any respect, and if thou be not humble in all things without exception, thou wilt not be humble in anything. Remember thy earthly and corruptible nature, and be not ignorant of the fact that the Most High has providentially formed man in such a way that his own existence and formation intimate and rehearse the important lesson of humility, never allowing him to be without this salutary teaching. On this account, he has not formed him of the most excellent material, and has concealed the noblest part of his being in the sanctuary of his interior. Exodus 30.24 Teaching him to weigh as in a balance on the one side the infinite and eternal existence of the Lord, and on the other his own ignoble material existence. Thus he is to give unto God what belongs to him, and to himself what belongs to his own self. Matthew 22.21 15. Most zealously I attended to this adjustment, becoming an example and guide therein to all the mortals. I wish that thou also do it in imitation of me, that thou zealously study to acquire the humility which pleases the Most High and myself, who desire thy true advancement. I wish that thy perfection be built up in the deep trenches of thy own self-knowledge, in order that the deeper its foundations are laid, to so much the higher and more exalted perfection may rise the edifice of thy virtue. Thus thy will shall find a most intimate conformity with that of the Lord, who looks down from the eminence of his throne upon the humble of the earth. This concludes our reading today for day number 95. We've been reading from chapter 1, paragraphs 9 through 15. Perhaps one of the interesting aspects as we begin volume 2 here is the fact that it begins with this nine-day novena that the Blessed Mother makes, that God is preparing her to be the tabernacle of the Most High. And so in these nine days in her inspired prayer, God is revealing certain aspects of creation as we heard today. The very first moments of creation, Mary is granted a greater knowledge of. She understands the rebellion of the bad angels as it was revealed to her, the fall and the occasion and the cause of that fall, for example. She understood why God created all the things that he created. And when we think about the fact that now Mary understands the fall, well, now God remedies the fall by sending Jesus to repair it by sending Jesus to redeem mankind. And Mary will begin to understand her relationship to the fall as she is one who was exempted from it, spared the curse of Adam and Eve, because why? She is the new Eve. We see that God speaks to Mary. She says, In this highest benevolence his majesty spoke and said to her, And so God speaks to her. And then we also see the prayer of the Blessed Mother, how she prays to Almighty God. When the princess of heaven had finished this prayer, she returned to her ordinary and more natural state, 
So with that, we hear that God has taken her out of this world in a sense and has allowed her to see something that we aren't able to see, that she's in this ecstatic state in which God is communicating and God is speaking to her. Anxious to fulfill the mandate of the Lord, she continued during the whole day her petitions for the incarnation of the word and with deepest humility, she repeated the exercises of prostrating herself and praying in the form of a cross. So Mary continues to pray, just as we pray during the Advent season, come Lord Jesus. She's praying for the coming of the Savior of the world. Isn't it interesting? She's prostrating herself in the form of the cross by which that original fall is going to be healed and redeemed by the death of Jesus on the cross. Mary is anticipating this, in a sense, as she lays there on the ground in this complete action of humility and submission to the will of God. Mary has a great knowledge of these things that have been given to her by God. And so let us pray that the Lord might enlighten our minds, that we might understand these things, and that we might know them more. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on the mystical city of God. I'm grateful you joined me today, and I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. May God bless you, and Mary pray for you.